I'm gone. When the members on and get a going Donkey Kong, they got the hand dollar, will you give a dog a bone? I'm like, oh, no, you gotta get it on your own. They get an attitude, I'm like, you better check your tone. They ain't got no job, need someone to take them home. I hop up in the car with like Indiana Jones. Going George Lucas, now I'm out here killing clones. Coming in strong, like, tear down, tear down, tear down, tear down, tear down. Boosted up my cardio, I used to get the run around. I've been doing this since I had to work at Mama House. Tear down. It's a party when I come to town. You can bring your mom and daddy, sister, and your cousin out. Everybody wanna kill the king, all your shit wanna take the crown. I can see through it like a stomach with a other sign. When I hit the gas, I be going like a hundred miles. They be getting tired, running out like a hundred house. All up in my business, real nose like a bloodhound. I'ma throw them off like I'm standing on a picture mound. All they do is look at Instagram while they sit around. Hate me in real life, but you liking pictures now. Oh, everybody acting different now. Finally trying to see what I be on. Got a different style. They be at the brand new when they know I've been around. Got a fake smile on your face because you've been inclined. I can say a lot, but I'm not. Gotta keep it down, making sure nobody drowned. I'm my brother, keep it now. Mike Jack hit me up and said I gotta beat it down. Yes, sir. Ah, we are back. Energy. Okay. Yes. Okay. Shout out to Aha. Man, he got a little cadence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think I may hear he might have taken one breath. I don't know where, <laughs> but he probably only took one breath and just Smooth went in. with it. I like called the MC. Yes, yeah. yes, sir. Let's get to it, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, haters of all ages, welcome to the UDK podcast. I'm your host, Jay Easy. To my left. Hex. To my right. KG from DC. In our hearts, uh, on location, Herb Nizzle, and in the building as always. J to the R. Oh, man. Wonderful to be with y'all once again. Yes. Christmas Eve, Eve. Yes, sir. We are here. Yeah. I am finished with my Christmas shopping. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Lord. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. Oh, man. Okay. That when that Christmas list change, like you, you finish, all of a sudden it's like, can I get man? Where was that at? Right. Where was that at earlier? Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Oh, got through it. Like, do you not know what shipping is? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. Oh man. Uh, wellness check. Hex. How you feeling? I could be better. Okay. okay. <laughs> I got caught out at them at them mall today. <laughs> That's how I go. You see, I didn't say nothing earlier. When That's how I go. I had a plan because I had two two weeks ago, maybe three weeks. I had my. I was good. I'm, bop, 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 I'm done. Heard about a few last things. Oh, as Christmas starts to come around, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, well, let me let me sneak let me get sneak out to get this and that. Mm-hmm. But I got caught out there today, and I tell you what, I spent. More time in two lines to pay for stuff than I did going in there and getting the stuff. Oh, man. That's what got me. Boop, bop, bop. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I, I, we on that we woo. We in, we out. You know <laughs> right. We got a plan. It's different. We go out and want to do the whole thing. Like, that's a different day. Yeah. That day I can yeah. prepare for. Oh, well, let's yeah. see well, we're going to go on. out. We're going to look. We gonna get lunch. Yep. We gonna mm-hmm. we gonna no. That's different. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's what different. I'm saying. I yeah. know the difference between the two. That's a whole different day. Yeah. We in, we out. Oh no, nope. We in, they out. They, we gonna it. sit in this line. Yeah. Oh, and I man. said, man, and the one joint, like I thought this was the worst part. Was one time, was I was like, I thought this was the end, and somebody had to tap me like, uh, uh-uh. uh, turn that corner, you sir. You got to go back I to scratch. Said, Hold on. <laughs> She's yeah. like, it just bends right here. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Turn Don't that be, corner. I said, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was three or four more zigzags. Yep. And yep. I said, okay, yeah, uh, man. And this yes, is. Be. Yeah. Hey, what they tell you about dodging bullets? Serpentine. Serpentine. <laughs> right. And, don't do a straight line. And then you, you talk about when you, when you, you know, on your way at the top, you know, don't crap on anybody because when you're on your way back. Oh, man. man. Do you see, yeah, the, look, do you, do you yeah. see the looks when you walk? 
and you starting to walk down and that you line. You thought you was right. done, and you thought you was no. You thought you were up front, and, and they and, like and the people like nigga. If you get, get your get motherfucking your ass, ass back. back here, and they everybody got that look like, like you and you that little. You didn't see the rest of this. In. Yep. Nah, I went over everybody. here, grabbed that, turned left, boat, yep. uh, <laughs> yeah. no. And then all the self-checkout joints was, uh, one spot was, the, I said, hold on, man. Oh, that self-checkout is a trap. Y'all had this, yeah. but they weren't working. They None were, of them? Man, hold <laughs> on. So it got, it, again, in this oh, one, man. again, I spent good. more time in two lines mm-hmm. than I did picking up the things I went in two spots. But you got right. through it. Uh, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> but see, how, wellness check. Uh, normally, I'm good on Fridays. Mm. My day is cut short on Fridays. My cool. office closes early on Friday. You know what I'm saying? So I do what I do. I'm relaxed. I didn't have some fun. I didn't have me a little food at the, at the crib. And here we go for our night. And the day I showed up, like, man, I just, whoo. Oh, you'd have been through war. I need a rib. You've been through war. KG, how you feeling, baby? All right, so this is a little interesting, but I'm going to keep it short. So I finished with my shopping, like, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still got work to do. I got things that need to get done, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a contractor for the government. I work for a group that contracts for the government. Let me put it better. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are no longer uh, able to to do the. Hey, when the government gets off, you get off. Mm-hmm. Oh no, they got contracts. They've already paid so much money for so many days, hours, whatever to be worked Mm -hmm. that when the nice little email comes out that says, hey, man, secretary already said, hey, four hours off. You just get off early and just do what you need to do. Enjoy the holiday, man. Just just enjoy yourself. And they like, yeah, that shit don't apply to you. You sit your black ass here online <laughs> until until it's time for you to get off because we paid for these hours. Right. Yeah. And it's like, okay, um, fine. Right. But there are nobody, I mean nobody from the government that's sitting there monitoring your ass until somebody wants to go back and say, did that motherfucker clock off at mm. in the new year? Right. So you got to be diligent. I'm not saying that you should cut corners. We're not going to say that. I am, I am <laughs> saying that maybe your computer should be on for the whole time mm-hmm. and your mouse should move just a little bit every oh, 30 to you know, 20 minutes. Periodically. Yeah. Right. Just to make sure that you are you active know, in the active. building. Yeah, you got to stay active. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you got to do what one, you got to do. One of them things. That's all. And like, you got you, you got to self I could be wrapping presents. No, 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 no. Just be right at this motherfucker's screen. You're right in front <laughs> of the screen. The, yeah. the eye in the sky don't lie. Hell it yeah. really don't. JR, how you feeling, baby? Hey, I'm cold. Cold, man. I mean, oh, man. What? Anybody knows, and was saying to say that um, in this particular place where we are here, I mean, we're talking about. 15 degrees? Yeah, give or take. I mean, with the wind, the wind chill, whatever that factor is, whatever it is, man, it's just damn cold. It got colder. Like, it was cold and it went down. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was in the 40s earlier. Yeah, and it went yeah. It, I'm yeah. talking about earlier in the day, somebody on my timeline that I actually hear from on a regular basis mm-hmm. was like, yo, homie, it's 21 in Atlanta. Yes. Yeah. 21 in Atlanta. In Georgia. Atlanta. Yes. Right, in the A. My mom was in, anyway, my mom was in South Carolina, and she was like, 
Oh no, we good. It was twenty one in Atlanta. Yes. This is how we talk about Gulf streams and all these things yeah, and how seems. things work. And I'm not talking about the. I'm not talking about. And I don't want to harp on the nighttime because nighttime is nighttime. That's the A. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But what I'm talking about is when it's during the day and the sun is out there shining, and they talk about it's 21 in Atlanta. Yeah. And it wasn't 21 here. It was warmer than that here. Mm-hmm. That's when you hear the Gulf Streams and yeah, bad. how everything was going. Bad. Like it gets crazy out there. Yeah, it does. When man. you're really hearing about, because it snowed here for like a hot second. Yeah, few, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel for where, for those people who live in New York, I feel for those people who are actually in the midst of these high low pressures at the right time. Sure, meaning the wrong, the wrong time. time. Wrong time. Yeah. Meaning the wrong time, and it's hitting, and you are just getting covered. We don't yeah. do this. The climate change is real, real. Oh, it's gonna yeah. be seven degrees at midnight yeah. tonight. And and next Seven. week it's going to be sixty degrees is going to be a high for at least one day. I just yeah, want y'all to know this. Like, Keep playing. It's bad. It's gonna, this is it's going to force it into real being life. a priority. And it's going to force itself. We're going to have. It's going to be something that happens that we're going to have to fix. We riding around with the, without getting a flat tire fix with the spare. Mm-hmm. You driving on the spare? Okay. Yeah. And I and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, Jay. But I got what's on my heart right now is. We have a kind of a, an influx of an exodus of or a forced exodus of a lot of people who are migrating here to this country. I know I'm getting ahead of what we're talking about, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. but um, man, my heart goes out to them um, coming from a region that probably uh, the climate was Ain't totally not like oh a lot different. It's a, a whole Caribbean lot, climate, a whole lot different. Yeah, and now you're thrust into a situation. And I mean, I'm just, you know, hoping that, you know, God's mercy kind of, you know, wraps you around because, man, I mean, I, I would hate to have come to this country just cold uh, and, and thinking that I'm, I'm going to something greater and then to fall into this at this time of well, year. Well, just imagine the people that are out there that don't have anywhere to go. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like the people that don't have, the people that don't have like a residence or, you know, don't have like a home. Mm-hmm. To go to the in the streets, yeah. you know what I'm saying, especially around Christmas and it's seven degrees outside. Like, right. and then add on that, this is not your first, second, or third language. Yeah, true yeah. that, true that. Got to think about your blessings, Tough. man. Yeah. Got to think about your blessings. Um, I've had a good week, a okay. uh, really, really good week. Um, people, people really disappoint me this time of the year. I've I've seen a lot of videos of. Uh, it was one video I saw. Uh, of a lady in Walmart <clears throat> and uh, she was in the customer service area like, you know at Walmart they have like a, a, yeah, a yeah. right for when that. you walk in yeah <clears throat> and she had an employee at gunpoint mm-hmm. in the Walmart okay holding her at gunpoint right and asking for I think she was asking for somebody to come out for whatever it was like she was having a crisis and then the cops came and you know how that goes yeah you know the cops neutralized the situation but hopefully it just it, it made me realize that seasonal depression is real. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, attentions are high, emotions are high, and what she must have been going through to go to a Walmart and take this lady who she don't know mm-hmm. at gunpoint for whatever it is she needs or she wants the the mental state that she's in, and it just made me realize how blessed I am. First of all, to have all my mental capabilities, faculties. Fac- faculties. There you go. And then not to be in that position where I feel like I have to do. Whatever it is, I feel like I have to do. And two small things. Right. For one, y'all want to talk about seasonal depression? I got you. I can spread about that anytime you want to. For two, 
she ran to a spot that sells guns yeah. to do this. Yeah. Let's just put that in a bigger perspective. Yeah, like it's bad. Oh, you know they sell rifles and handguns in the back, right? Yeah. Yeah. So bad. you didn't you ran into the bank <laughs> yeah. and decided, I want this to go down the way I want to. It's like Let's see, I'm gonna tell you again. We got people out here, man, who we you don't realize what people where what their breaking point is. Yeah. And we, you take it for granted like it's frivolous for the moment. And we all, you know, fall victim to being either the victim of it or, or the culprit. You know what I'm saying? I had a, you know, on a small shop and I had a lady come through today, cut right in front of me to get to this parking spot right quick. I mean, zip. Like, for real, like, you, right, we was, like we was racing. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, no. You can have it. Yeah. But, I'm, but, but from my car, I'm giving her a piece of my mind inside the car. Right. Like, you, you, you got to be kidding me. But really? that's the difference. That's you being so mature that you actually did it inside the car. But I'm saying to myself... Oh, where is she to even be risking her? Because I saw somebody crash the other day in, sure. in, the, in, the, in the shop doing the same thing and hit the back of this, this, car, this car bumper, trying to slip in and take some. So I'm like, okay, look at this. This is ridiculous. But I'm telling you, as I was mad, like, you got to be kidding me. What's wrong with you? You put, you know, don't, don't put my car in jeopardy for well, my life. Yeah. Right. But my thought was, damn, man, you, you really bucking for the spot. Like, that's, that's where you at. Yeah. For, for real. Spot. Yeah. Like we we still you still at that point like you if you're not close enough to the front you don't you gonna go back around three more times yeah you ain't, you're just not gonna go to the next row and have to walk an extra twelve feet you gotta get that cabbage but, patch baby man, it's, yeah yeah these, these these times that we living in is just but for the lady to hold somebody at gunpoint at in gunpoint, the store I'm yeah. saying as crazy as that is because too often what I think is that's what happens we just dump it off as that was crazy but and it's not. When she called in about whatever it is, and again, for whatever it is that you got your own complaint about, that is the difference between you having being rational enough, all right, uh, at peace enough, strong enough to not take your comments over the phone like, look, you know, if y'all don't give me my refund back, it's going to be a problem. I can't believe y'all ain't, you know, I didn't even use the thing, bro. I'm, yeah. I'll be right down there. Yeah. And then you show up and then somebody's still like, look, man, I don't care what you said. You just, and somebody, and she said, yeah. You know, and next thing you know, she shows up. She had that point. Yeah. And again, when you're willing when you're willing to have the breaking point and with any forethought, you would know that not only are you not gonna get what you want, but you're not even gonna be a part of what's gonna happen after this. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to jail mm-hmm. or being shot. You're going to jail, jail. Worst yeah, right. worst case oh, no being shot. That's all. Yeah, like, and Whatever we're not even talking about prison. Like, I'm just talking about, oh, no, jail, jail. Like, before, like, you're not getting out till next year. Yeah. Like, yeah, sad. and all for the idea that you're going to make someone happy three days from now. Yeah. Whoa. Like, you went that far. Yeah. Uh, speaking of going too far, we're going to get into mm. the first segment. A little segue. A little <laughs> that bit, was a know. great segue. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of going too far. Um. Mm-hmm. So the January sixth uh, select committee came out with their uh, with their recommendations, with their findings uh, for the public side. I know they're still going to do their internal work as far as with the private thing. They're going to do that as far as with their recommendations, what to do, and the information that we can't see. The stuff that's redacted uh, as far as the information that they had, but they came out publicly uh, what they had, and it's, it's, I believe the document is eight hundred and forty-five pages. First of all, shout out to y'all. I'm not reading all that. No. Shout out to y'all. No doubt. I'm not reading it, but I will 
uh, look for the Cliff Notes version, and I will try to see if I can find somebody that will break it down. And I did kind of find a few yeah. videos that kind of broke down exactly what they were saying and, right. and what their recommendations were. Uh, they do have uh, criminal referrals for Trump. Right. Um, I know previously we've had a show where we kind of didn't know how far it was going to go. And that this isn't, don't get confused, a criminal referral is not, you know, not like a warrant. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not like they're saying that they're immediately going to go after him. But the DOJ now has their recommendations of what to do and who was guilty and all that. Right. Um, uh, Hex, how do you feel about the situation? Um, super proud that they organized a group of people who were willing to even address this. Mm. Uh, we had too much of our media trying to downplay it and saying let's let it. We should let it go. Um, it was a couple of years ago. Let it go. Everybody didn't die. Let it go. Whatever the excuse w- could have been, and they could have easily crumbled and said, "You know what? You, you know they're kind of right. It's been three months. What does it matter? You know, what's a, what's yeah. a few officers and you know and, and they decided no. We're gonna we're gonna act like the, the actual uh, Constitution we, we we claim we stand for." Uh, the, the democracy we say we, we are uh, is real, uh, and we're going to show you the legal way to go about making sure that you show uh, someone else's actions being worthy of mm-hmm. uh, the punishments that that can come with this. The question is now, you know, there's a, there's the the work's been done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the details have have been laid out for those who will be making in charge of the punishment. So now the question, the ultimate question of the of the movie is, is, is you know, are we go, is Jason finally gonna die in this movie? <laughs> right. Which one? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And in this case, again, they laid out four things. You know, this is what Trump is is has been referred to, criminally referred to, the DOJ. appropriately yeah. accused of, right, and proven to to make these stick. And that is obstruction of the of official proceedings, uh, the conspiracy uh, to defraud the United States government. Conspiracy to make a false statement and guilty of inciting, assisting, or aiding in comfort an insurrection. Now, that one is the big one. It is the big one. <clears throat> yes. Because the, the first one's not going to stick. That's the big one. Because the, the, the last one that you said about uh, aiding and abetting and in or comforting or inciting, mm-hmm. right, is the part that they're going to stick on to say he's not fit to run for another office. Even though he's already said that he wants to run and all that shit. But now with that, the 14th Amendment comes into play. The only issue is the way that they handle it going forward. Yeah. Because if they handle it wrong, the Supreme Court can be like, nah. Uh-huh. And we already know the Supreme Court is kind of. What kind of. They his, shit is up in the, the air. Problem. The biggest problem is that he has put so many in the DOJ and the Supreme Court that he will be looked at at least acceptingly for some of these things. Like the first one where it's like, okay, well, did he actually tell somebody to do this? Right. That's yeah, that's that's, that's hard to prove. That's the key. It's yeah. not that yes, he was on the lawn. He said, "I'll meet you." That is difficult to prove as an action. Mm. I understand that we're only talking about law at this point. We're not talking about what we actually understand about Mm, people and how they psychologically will and could be moved. Because those of us who have, I don't know, 
a quarter of a brain understand that that's an ex- an exaction. Mm-hmm. I need you to do this so that we can continue to do what we have been talking about for the last three to four years. His his whole thing is like, uh, you ever had like a fight? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You've been around a fight and somebody be like, I know you ain't gonna let him talk to you like that. Yes. I know you ain't gonna let him do that. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, D didn't tell him to smack the other person, but, but you like gave you kinda, names. Yeah, it's like, you know, you kind of, like, uh, and is that enough? Yes. And I believe it's enough. I, I'm pretty sure everybody here believes that it's enough, but he's so slick. Trump is so slick with the shit that he does that he always gives himself a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah. He always gives a little bit of wiggle room. Like, I didn't know. I didn't tell him to do that. No, 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 no. You incited him. You incited him. You did. And, and the slickness even extends to the part of when the person goes down and they say, well, I felt like I was told to do this. And he can still separate himself from them. I'm sorry. Now, see, for me, somewhere in there goes along with every other organization that commits some kind of crime. RICO law. Something else is affiliated. Mm. They, they are, they're always trying to tell you. They're trying to get the, the big fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Has his hands cleaned. Doesn't get involved. Didn't sure. do, do blah, blah, blah. Right? That's normally the MO. So why would this not apply now? And and I get the politics of how, they, how they're playing the game. Again, these shows, the secessions of the world and other little Jack Ryans and things that are out there for you to watch, these stories come from something. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And they have complete ability to deny any association to anything at any point in time, but they are trying to make it so that this kind of behavior is normal. Um, yeah, you can think to yourself, oh, this, some, some kind of super spy thing. Okay. No, what's happening is Trump has the ability to stronghold some of the people who would be in charge of punishing him. Mm. Mm-hmm. Either indirectly through someone else who's a, who's an enemy who can make life harder for you for you somehow some way it's a game being played. Oh yeah. Otherwise, if if someone else didn't have something to lose, then again, all these people acting like they stand for the United States government, they stand for the, the United States of America, they believe and love their country, they would they would do what was right in front of everybody's face. We we didn't have a problem getting the Unabomber. Because he blew up. Yeah. We found out that he was in charge of That's blowing right. up. Why can't we treat Trump like he's the Unabomber? That's what he tried to do. He tried to blow our country yeah. up. He tried to blow the government up. He tried to blow democracy up. So now, again, we got this same clown is still hanging around with these people, not even yeah. wanting to figure out if elections are true or not. Yeah. It's just sad. And, Hex, can you um, just read that last accusation for me again, please? Assist, I, okay. Assisting in, or inciting. That's what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, so yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, because I think that's that's very key. Uh, if we revisit that, because it, it it goes along exactly with what you're saying. And he's guilty or being a, a, accused of to be proven that he has incited, assisted, or aided and comforted an insurrection. Mm. Yeah. I mean, so my thing is, as serious as that is, it should accompany names like Osama bin Laden. It should accompany names like Muhammad Atta. Mm-hmm. It, should, mm. it should it should accompany names yeah. like, like Zachariah Musawi and whoever has infiltrated things against this country. That's a fact. So going back to what you're saying is his name. In, in order for us to in order for this to radiate to to be radiant, we have to see it alongside these other names. That's a fact. Put it with the rest of them. Put it with the rest of them. Yeah. So, so that now we can actually see how serious this was. Like you just said. Kaczynski, the Unabomber, mm-hmm. you know, um, whoever has threatened 
Um, you know, Timothy McVeigh, his, what he did over there at the, uh, you know, uh, John Muhammad. Mm-hmm. Put him mm-hmm. with names like that. Why? You know, we talked about the other day. We talked about it. It's, it's a very sensitive situation about the, uh, the the merchant of death. You put him. You put him out there, and you give him this name. Okay. To me, Zimmerman is my merchant of death. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Mm, yeah. Zimmerman is yeah. my merchant of death. Um, the guy who uh, put his uh, knee on uh, on, on um, George Floyd's, George Floyd's neck. neck. Derek Chauvin. These are my merchants of death. Mm-hmm. Just because you define somebody who is an arms dealer mm-hmm. as a merchant of death. Our merchant of death is the, 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 it's the actual people who allow people without proper backgrounds mm-hmm. to obtain guns that go into schools. Or mm. governors in Mississippi who go along with football players right. like Brett Favre these steal are money my from the poor. Merch- these yeah. are yeah. my merchants. That is your merchant of death because they did business with otherwise people that you wouldn't have wanted to do mm. us to do him to do business with. But there are actual people here. So let's start defining people like you're saying with Trump. Mm. Let's put them in the proper perspective. Mm. Put them in the proper window so now people can evaluate the seriousness of it. And then, and what we also have to do is somewhere we have to say that what Fox News is choosing to do can no longer continue. It, the idea that you, we can't have Trump up for saying all the things he said. Uh, I didn't lose the election. Uh, come down here to this, this little cookout and we're going to turn we're going to turn up at the problem <laughs> right. building. Right. And then people do it. And you think to yourselves. But when Fox News is just trying to tell you, no, we're news attainment. It's like kind of news. And everyone know, and as the lawyer said, uh, everyone knows it's not really the news. But then it, but it's, it is repeated as though it's fact. It's repeated as though it's news. It, it's the the clips are shown and, and then uh, put out in social media, like you're hearing interviews from things that are actually credible, right? Right? From a station that's telling you, no, we're a non credible station, but but they're not being so. Therefore, they shouldn't have a ground. It's almost like they're the National Enquirer, allowed to, to change their name, call it Fox News, and then they have they still have a way out, but yet they still affect society with the information they put out. And and right now. What we need more than anything, in my opinion, is someone who says we are going to get the names of everybody affiliated with this DOJ. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you what's what's going to happen if you don't do your job. Yes, who's going to try? Who's going to who's who was looking in to make sure that no, you know the same way we were worried about Trump not having that loan, having that loan with China with Daewoo when he first took over as president, mm-hmm. was because they could, that was leverage. They could be like, hey, man, do this for us. We'll let that $15 million go. Oh, yeah. And so you can't have that. That's why they supposedly do their, their due diligence to check and make sure that, that you know, that's not possible. Mm-hmm. But in this case, same scenario. Like We can't have people decide on the DOJ. We keep sitting at home saying and laughing or being cynical to say, we don't even think he's going to get in trouble. Like we know he did everything. We saw him throw the brick. He broke the window. And you trying to tell me he's not going to get, you know, after, you know, get suspended from school? Come on, man. The, simp- we, the simpler question this. is, is an attack on this country an attack on this country? And that's the tone that's being set. But the people on that DOJ, if you as individuals don't, their names, they, that, we're not trying to Mike Pence you. But we, but you, we damn sure better hear your name as much as we heard about Kanye over the last month. If it turns out that you don't think you can come up with a reasonable way to make this man guilty for his, for what he's chosen to do, and pay for you. All right. So first and foremost, um, as soon as Hex said um, cynical, he pointed at me, and I was offended by that. And, and <laughs> was not- when we get on YouTube, y'all gonna <laughs> y'all see gonna all see this it. bullshit. <laughs> all right. So second of all, um, Oppenheimer is a movie that's about that is on um prime right now 
on Amazon Prime. And again, we're talking about people who were involved in things that changed the world. Trump has changed the world. He has changed mm-hmm. um, much like a, a um, I'm trying to find a way to dissect it enough so people can digest it. But in terms of the media, he has changed the world because the media is no longer receptive to things that are true simply because they're true and need to be pushed. Mm -hmm. Instead, we are only pushing things that will push ratings. Much like the bomb that Oppenheimer was a part of and this America who segregated monies away from people who are related to Africans who were brought over here as slaves, but into a spot that was, eh, but he can help me win a war. And this is how power works. I don't want to put this on the white man. I want to put this on the powerful man. And ladies, I would put this on to you if this was a situation when you ever had this equivalence of power. The truth of the matter is that Oppenheimer was a person that brought the initial atomic bomb into fruition. And the world changed when that shit was dropped. He didn't drop it. He was smart. He was a part of a situation and it became something and he's not innocent, but he was a part of something that changed the whole That was world. a turning point, yeah, for the world. Yes. Yeah, and then Trump Trump did the same thing. And <clears throat> Trump has done the same thing in the same way. And it uh I wanna reflect back on something that JR said about, you know, putting Trump's name in the right place, in the right category with, you know, all of these people who were either terrorists or aided terrorists and things like that. I got a question. Why are why is it that the Proud Boys and the Old Keepers are not labeled as terrorist organizations officially? Because we haven't gotten to that point yet. I, 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 y'all do know that, right? We haven't got to the point. I know you can tell me if they are. They're not. No. They're not terrorist organizations yet. Why are they still allowed to operate? Why is it anybody who has an Old Keeper or Proud Boy anything just not hauled off in a jail right now like we do regular terrorists? Because they haven't had the publicity to tell America why to be afraid of them rather than, hmm, might be a good group. What are you guys fighting for? I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That's what they still got it out there. Hmm, what do you guys, what is it? Liberty? Huh? Justice? Tired of, you know, yesterday's America? You want it back? Wish the old mill was still around? I got it. Me too. Yeah. So the source well, of their terrorism is, is well, what? Well, let, let, me, let me. And in the perception of what are they? Let me go against that a little bit, but also agree with you a whole lot. It's presentation. Because most of America, and especially when you deal with um, the people who recognize and have to do something with terrorist organizations, do see them in the same light that they would see Crips and Bloods. The difference is the representation of the person who's at the head is being seen as somebody who can give money, Mm -hmm. walk into a White House and do certain things. When Eazy walked into a White House, mm-hmm. it was seen as a mistake. Sure. Mm-hmm. When the representation of these groups 
walk in. They're not seen as a mistake. And on top of that, when they talk to regular white America, Mm -hmm. they're not seen as a threat. They're seen as people who are trying to fight for what they they call Mm -hmm. America. And that is a problem that without... (laughs) That that that's a problem that's just difficult to explain to many different people at the very same time. Let me yeah, just yeah. put it that way. Well, well I, I think I said it a couple of pods ago. Um, you know, when you're talking about these people, it doesn't seem that the, sen- the sense of urgency is to eradicate. You know, these people. Yeah. Um, you don't you don't hear terms like you know the the ace of spades, the uh, the cells. You don't you don't hear like a a total like stifling no, the, funds. They, they give you know, them. you don't you don't hear about that. And I think it goes back to what KG is saying because these are the very people that are funding things that you support. So it's 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 so when you want to get rid of an enemy, when you really want to clean up, you clean you do a damn good job of cleaning oh, yeah. up. Oh you put it, the dirt out there. You you, yeah. you you make people basically disappear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But uh, um, like going back to what you're saying easy, somehow or the other, this doesn't seem to be a, a sense of urgency to label these people, to put these people as the same kind of people. And we're asking to say, if we all are Americans, mm-hmm. this was an attack on our country. Right. Yeah. It was an attack on our credibility. Yep. It was an attack of everything that you say that we're for. So if you really believe that, then you would you would you would go and take extra efforts to 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 stifle these people. But we're not doing it. But we're not doing that. Not that that you. tells you a lot. What they do is they call them a militia. Mm-hmm. Almost yep. sounds like a Rescue group, yes. <laughs> you know, it's the guardian, guardian angel. You know, it's a social they, club. Yeah, you know, there's there's some militias out there in Wyoming, South Dakota. You know, no, I got a better working. I got a better name for you, the Avengers. Well, people who work outside of the law. Yes, but they work for the good. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At the, at, at all times, only if they look like you. Exactly. It's not think like you. You know, saying and, and we and we saw like even the, one of the leaders of one of those groups is Hispanic, and it was was odd, and, but because he's fighting a whole, I was here first thing too, mm. right? So that, that that's what they let they let him in the group on, and instead of deciding, you know what we should do, let's link up and make all of government accountable. Mm-hmm. It's like no, what we're gonna do is we're gonna be mad at who we're mad at, and that's all our focus is gonna be on. Yep, they pick an enemy. Not issues, not things to resolve, not things to fix. That's the problem. Sure. Their issue is do what we tell you to do mm-hmm. when we tell you what to do. No, we don't have anything to tell you right now, but we'll tell you what we're not going to have. Messing with our guns, messing with, you know, me- messing with our freedom of speech, even if we want to tell people, hey, run in, run in here and, and decide that this, this election is off. I don't believe it because I didn't win. Of course it's broken. I want to I want to put out this one point. In Peru, we're, I brought up before, right? Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. President, this is this is ex-president in Peru, right? Again, his name was uh, Castillo. Uh, let me get it here. Pedro Castillo, mm-hmm. right? This is this is last week, right? He comes before the the podium in front of America, or in front of, in front of Peru, excuse me, and says. We're going to put an an emergency halt on any kind of government transition from this point on. I'm going to be president. (laughs) I'm I'm going to run things. We I got a I got a staff. I got control. We still have things in 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 order, but I'm going to run it, and this is how it's going to be. 
Sounds Moving like forward. Trump. Sounds like Trump. Don't go to the Just polls. Like don't, don't go to the polls. You don't, don't have to worry about, about any of that. I'm, I'm going to be in charge from here on out. And by the end of that day, clink, he, clink. he was in jail. Sure. That's how you do it. He is currently in jail. That's how you do it. They, the people in that country, again, were outside this police station, again, chanting because they're so proud that they had the, the heart, the balls, the dignity, the pride. The love say, of their country. The love yeah. of their country to say, you know what? I don't care who you are, how charismatic you may be, how against whatever one thing you may. You may be able to get a whole bunch of people riled, out about, riled up about something, but you're not going to take over. Right. What's, what's, what was built years before you were ever here and then destroy it by trying to be the only person in charge. And here is an example, America. So when somebody says, they, that's, they've, they've never had this happen. This was last week. Get, get your Google on. Right. This is in Lima, Peru. Yep. This was the president, again, Pedro Castillo. He attempted to do this very thing. And, and they know it was so similar because what he, what he didn't have was a group of people who were willing to, to run into the building and say, we'll take over for you. Yeah. Right. We'll be the ones to kind of defend you, president, as you take over. He didn't have that. And that's what Trump was hoping for. Mm-hmm. These people were running. Somebody in. else do it. We're going to tell Pence he didn't do what he was supposed to do. I did have enough votes. We're going we about to change this whole thing up. This is part of the arrogance that is what America is. And the other part is that you are perfectly explaining how nations should react to things. The problem is that America has gotten to be such a fat cow and such a fat pig that it doesn't, it's not able to move as swiftly and react as cornered as certain things because Agreed. we're a nation we're so of bloated. 330 million people. Without a doubt. We can talk about all of these 25 million people nations. None of it can happen in the same... Like, we're always looking for examples of what democracy should be, and none of them are ever nations that are as big or as rich and fat as we are. Mm-hmm. And the problem is... We're not agile in that way. Well, we, we, we're uh, not, you can you, you can't. Make, the point is not to say. No, no, no. I'm not giving. I'm not giving excuses by the number of people. You could have a completely different set of results. The point is to say there are some people who decided we wouldn't put up with that. And what you're saying is, if you got 25 million people, you might be able to control them, not being willing to, to put up with that. But it's not if you got 25 million. It's the percentage of the 25 million. And if you had, if it was the flip side around, because again, think of these other third world countries where everyone's running to America. They can't get it turned around because the cartels run things. You know what? I, you know what? Uh, I, I don't think. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Go ahead. Because I'm about to see if I can clarify. I think we're on the same page. I don't think it's necessarily the size. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the attitude of the people to understand when something is wrong, and they're all on the same page for for the country. Right. Those people who were there for January 6th, they say they oh we're going to save America. You don't give a fuck about America. This is not about America. This is about you. The people in Peru was like, we got to save the country. Right. The people that went January 6th was like, no, 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 no. This is about me and what I need. If we had everybody in America on the same page, regardless if it was 25, 250, 300 million, if we was all on the same page about actually caring about this country first, Mm -hmm. then that shit of January 6th would have been completely different. They would have been in like, get this motherfucker out of here. Now, now this guy, he didn't come up with a plan first at all, clearly, because he decided he was going to have a press conference. <laughs> right. And since he was already president, he felt like, I'll still be president. And then they showed him, no, we can stop your key card. Well, let, let me clarify a but, couple of things. But here's what I wanted people to hear. Okay. There's a democracy that said, we, we're not going to play that. 
it's good. We can we can everything that else that that, that doesn't make a, a perfect world. But here's what we normally don't get: news like that. We don't hear. No, there's a country that said no, and they are a democracy, so they're not a, a place where they don't have democracy and stuff like that happens. They're somewhere where again, and that's not common. <laughs> I think I think people have forgotten that part yeah. too. So so we don't we don't use just like you guys are saying. You say we would say this is a militia or a group. Here, when you have these vigilantes who just take things upon themselves, um, we don't call them insurgents. We do that. We do that abroad mm-hmm. when, when, we have, when, when we have when we have interests mm-hmm. and we want to stop it. But when it comes in our own backyard, they're groups. They're groups. They're organized. Militia. Somebody other is organized. When, it, when it's abroad, though, and we have interests, mm-hmm. other interests in it. Now they become insurgents. They become anything that can be something that's a negative tone. So it goes to how we des- how we describe them, how we display them All right. that well, rallies around it. Well, real quick, for one, I don't want to be sexist, so I don't want to call them abroad. Second of all, uh, <laughs> I just want to make real clear that when I'm making the, the delineation between sizes of groups, mm-hmm. I'm making the delineation based off of the fact that how agile you can be on a change. Not about how much people like or dislike a situation. Mm-hmm. Russia broke, the USSR broke up because you had so many people cross so much of space that it was able to be moved in a certain way and people were able to rally themselves in certain ways. That's different from, oh, Utah don't like what they're doing and we are going to be straight about how we're going to do a certain thing. What we did know is that Al Gore, who should have won an election, lost because they were able to get Florida together in a situation and get that to work for them. That's what I mean in terms of agility. I don't mean that in terms of we can't do a thing because we're too big. It's because of the fact that we believe in the American way internally. And therefore, once you get to a point when you think, oh, just being right will get me there, no, it won't always get you there. And we're learning that from that point on. And this is a new type of America that is now learning how you can get fucked and not get fucked at the same time. It's like, okay, we need to figure this shit out between Al Gore and Trump. And this is a different world. Yeah. Uh, And I completely agree. We are are un uncharted territory mm-hmm. um we don't know exactly how this thing is supposed to go after this because this is not this is unprecedented this has never happened before never. so uh in the future when your grand your kids and your grandkids when they write their book reports and stuff like that they're gonna need you because they're gonna need you to pay attention and, and be able to tell them because they're not gonna be believe the the, the stuff that we going through no what we need is for them not to say oh it happened again in, in 2032 remember That's when it happened right. again because Nothing happened to Trump when he did. If their works aren't still getting published in Texas. Yeah. But yeah. Um, great segment. Wonderful. Uh, please keep up with January 6th. If anybody feels like uh, breaking down what they see and making the Cliff Notes version for me, please hit us up. Info at UDKpodcast.com. If you find one, send it to me so I can so I can break it down because I'm not reading 845 pages of anything. And, pa- um, and pass that on. Instagram, <laughs> social media, tweet. As you have a, still have a conversation with some of your friends, don't feel like it's frivolous not to continue to pass it on or comment on some of oh, yeah. stuff. Because the more some of these things get traction, the more they see that people still care, sometimes the more it, it moves the needle, which makes you stay on the forefront. And pass on the 846 pages or 1,000 pages, whatever it is. Because somebody is going to be, 
you know what? I got this. Yeah. Somebody there's somebody who's, who's there. There's somebody next to you who's like, you don't know that they got this. Let me say they yeah. do. Absolutely. They they definitely we, we definitely. shout out shout out to some of these HBCUs. Y'all want an idea? Fill the gym up with eight hundred and forty six students. Or double that, right? Sixteen hundred and ninety two students, right? And decide, you know what? I'm gonna read a half a page, you read a half a page. By the end in the next two or three hours. We're going to turn up at the beginning. We're going to read this thing together, have a discussion at the end. However, so that way, again, everybody, yep. oh, we read it. I guarantee it went like this. North Carolina Central Law School right now turn up. has people going through this oh, yeah. right now. With a fine tune call. As one of the best HBCU right. law schools. And we are as close to them as we are to Georgetown Law right now, NGW. Yeah. I guarantee you, people are combing through this. Yep. Um, so please, like I said before, if you're going to do that, if you're going to read the whole thing, you want to give a synopsis, hit us up info at udkpodcast.com because somebody is definitely going to read every page, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> wonderful segment. We'll be back. We got a lot more to talk about. Um, Hex, give me one. U D K. Wanna give up, but I gotta put the world on my back, baby. Yeah. I done came from a lot just to get to the top, like I. Uh, yeah. It's a whole lot of pressure, but I'm still applying pressure. Came okay, from the jump, hit the squad and told them I'ma run it up. I'm cold with it, standing next to me, you better bundle up and flow with it. Might put all my diamonds in the slush. You cut my floors, crack his floors, me and tell him he ain't dope enough. Your heart pump, Kool-Aid, and mine pump, Duce. Don't talk too many, cause I've been up two days. How you tap dance and run away, but still too lame. Gotta keep it on you, cause they shooting like it's 2K. Whoa, not at me. No, not at me. I'm out the way, just want the green. I'm low key, and if I take an L, but I learn from every lesson. First the rise, then the fall, when you broken under pressure. They say pressure me, diamonds, but I feel a lot pressure on my back lately. Yeah. And I wanna give up, but I gotta put the world on my back, baby. Yo, I done came from a lot just to get to the top, like, ah. Yeah, it's a whole lot of pressure, but I'm still applying pressure. Applying pressure like I'm bleeding out. You look at me and see my life and know what he about. It's scary now. I ain't gotta do a song again. My catalog is covered. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to Minerville. Minerville. Where the bigger the better. Bigger the better. Bigger the better. Where the flashier the greater. Flashier the greater. And my work's not based on who I am. But what I have. I came up from the bottom, said hello to Satan before I cracked through the earth's crust. Post up, drink good, and smoke blunts. When I was coming up, they was clapping at y'all. But nowadays, them choppers giving applause. See, if the love of money, the root of evil, it's no wonder why the culture brainwashing our people. Hey, what else when college graduates parade around as dope boys? They dumb their whole life down, no boy. He got a bad dime piece, though. And she gon' bear it all for a TV show. The network's making tons of dough. We out here looking like CB4. I feel like we must have missed it. Built a whole society around riches. My kids in Africa put water on their wish list. We buy a couple more business. All I hear is. Give me, 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 give
cigars, bigger house, more, more yards, more fame, more applause, but why settle for that when you can have it all? Flipping through a hundred channels ain't nothing, no? Then I saw this preacher say praying for myself. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Shout out to Derek Minor for okay. the musical selection. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Some? Yeah, we'll be hearing a little bit more from him uh, later on. He Pretty got some soon. joints. Pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, we got some joints. We got some joints. Soon come. Speaking. Soon oh, come. We back. Um, We're back. And um, I am elated. Voltron is back. In the building. I, I know in the first segment we said Irv is on assignment, but the, the plane landed early. Got back. Got <laughs> back. Got oh, Irv. We got to do this right, though. Uh, We're on the check. Irv, how you feeling? I'm good, bro. I am. I am happy. I am. I'm with my brothers. I'm. It's. It's the holiday season. I. I got my Santa dad on. Let's go. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of positivity going on, bro. Yeah, I was trying to. Trying to do what it do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good times. Good times. Good times. Black Santa is a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that's all. I know that's right. Uh, we we spoke a little bit in the beginning. Um, during we on the check about uh. Being thankful for for your blessings and being thankful for having a place to rest your head and having a home. Um, and uh, Jr. alluded a little bit to the next segment that we're going to talk about, which is the migrant situation, um, the asylum situation that's going on right now with uh, Title Forty Two, uh, and being uh, coming from one place to the other and have to adjust uh, to not only a different climate, a different environment, but a different attitude towards your place. Uh, in the, the 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 place where you are, um, so Jr. Take us through it real quick. The situation, what's going on, and uh, the struggles that that these migrants are going through to try to just find a little bit of peace and uh, a little bit of comfort and a place to call home. Well, first of all, I want to say that um, this is this has become more than a crisis, um, and unfortunately, um, just like uh, the uh, pandemic that we just have. We've been dealt this blow with over the last several years. To me, I think um, it, it, it this is a humanitarian um, situation. Um, it, it calls for humanitarians because this is this is a humane situation of an overflow of people um, coming across the border in, in El Paso and um, like in such like places, and then and now being, you know, just forced uh, basically just. I would say thrust out on in, into the into no man's land um, here in this country, um, particularly in Washington D.C., Chicago, um, and uh, New, York. New York. Yeah, and um, this is an issue again of to me um, we are be we are overwhelmed because we did not prepare for something that we've seen coming, and we act like we're so shocked as if this is something that just has snuck upon us. Mm-hmm. Again, we're, we're calling for. Um, not just a, a relocation of people, but we're actually acting asking for a situation of, you know, it, everybody carrying this burden and 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 understand that this just is what comes with being who we are in America. Um, it always seems like we're we're ready to utilize these people mm-hmm. or actually use these people, not mm-hmm. utilize use, them. We use yeah. use these people. That's it. But then at the same time, when it comes to actually placing people. It just seems like um, it's the uh, I think I heard this this week. It's like it's a continuous it's like a football game and we continue to punt. 
to the next person and we and we, we put it off to the next and everybody's deflecting rather than embracing this particular issue. Um, we know that a lot of them are fleeing um, Venezuela from um, the uh, Nicolai Maduro, um, you know, and some of the things that uh, over the last several years that he's oppressed these uh, people with. Right. Um, if you're going to invite them in, if we're going to let's now stand for who we say we are and also give these people not just a place of escape and refuge, but also a place where they can actually realistically start to build. Um, in this region right now, we're having very, very um, inclement weather, um, you know, to say the least. You know, temperatures are in the teens. What a, what a, what a homecoming or welcoming party for these people who are now out here in these streets trying to make it without any, any type of um, – any type of substance, any type of hope. And, you know, I'm just wishing them the best, but um, we got to step up and we got to be America if mm. we say we are. Mm. Man, uh, I'm so torn. Um, I understand people wanting a better life. I get it. Uh, I understand people doing whatever they have to do to, to obtain that. I get it. I also understand that everything is not made simply for the heartfelt perspective. And what I mean by that is, you know, we when we use the people who were here 80 years ago, 90 years ago, telling their Ellis Island story, it was a different America, right? Not, you know, not even half as many people right even a quarter a quarter of the people were here and so we we have to keep that in perspective when we look at trying to allow someone to show up because they want a better life but need actually a better life and what i brought up in the war room was my my only question that tears that has me torn is how do these people sustain life by just simply showing up now i understand Continuing life, meaning I was in a dire straight scenario, but that's not the case with all these people. And so we have to be able to do that. And the only reason I say that, and this is, my, this is the torn part, because we have to be honest with ourselves. This is a mathematics problem. If we don't have enough to sustain them, then they can't survive. We don't need to bring people into this world who are going to have to look to the underworld for ways to survive. Because that is what quickly what happened. The street's going to grab them and tell them, oh, you look at, oh, you need to eat? You need a spot? And what did I say in the war room? My only question was, where did these people, how, how did they plan to get on their feet? How did they plan to, to even establish a residence? What's, what's in place for that many people to do so when I told you 2,200 people are coming across the Juarez-El Paso border? I was born in El Paso, Texas. So I understand the Hispanics who live there. I understand that it's not a, that's not a, uh, it's not a uh, transient city. Like, you know, you don't live there. You're like, it's just people walking down the street. Of course, mm -hmm. they must have just walked across the border. That's not how it is in El Paso. And so I understand now they realize there's a system. Hey, I come across the border. I say, I need help. This is what I'm dealing with. And they go, Here's what here's what you need to do. Follow the follow follow instructions. I'm just saying I don't want them. I don't want people to get here only to be manipulated into believing that living on our streets, right, is going to be better than living on their own unfortunate circumstances. And as I brought up, we as we spoke about last week, we got forty thousand homeless in L.A. That's a city. We didn't even we we can't even put the numbers together for the country because. 
Look at all the people who are not registered as homeless. Mm. Right? So how many, when we talk about numbers, let's keep it up. Buck, like we know that's not real. That's just the ones that got to agree to raise their hand and say, I, I'm here. Right. You know what I'm saying? So this capitalistic system, man, is real. It will tear you up if you can't afford to live it. Yeah. And if you bring people here and you go, well, we got enough money to pay for it, show it. Because that's why we got programs here now who are frustrated and directors are upset, saying, I asked for this, this much funding, and they told me they didn't have it. We asked for 15000 They told us no. Now, you got 25000 to bring in somebody else from another country because they want an opportunity? And I'm trying to go through the process you set up to ask for funding to make things better in a neighborhood that's already American. And so it's no diss to any immigrant. We want we I, you know, I, I'm a Christian man, so I'm like I believe I want I want life for everybody. But man, if you get on the Titanic and too many people get on, if we all sink, what are we gonna do? And I think that because we don't realize we got people already sinking, which is our homeless man. If we can't get them straight, we arguing over how to help American citizens get back on their feet. Then what? How are we gonna come up with the funding to help new people just looking for any any kind of survival in America because we don't have, you know, I would love for them, I always think to myself, they took advantage of the Wyomings and North Dakotas and South Dakotas where there's so much rural land and they just built, but when you just say just build, who, who is that and where's that money come from? And how many taxpayers going to say to themselves, you know, I'd be willing to because uh, what's, what's the boogie word during the election time? Don't say you're going to raise taxes to do something. Mm. That'll get you chopped off. Yeah. So who, so how are we going to get people at this point to be to embrace the notion of new people, hands out, in need, you know, and and then have to face the criticism. If you're not going to help, what kind of person are you? Yeah, it's, You know, it's like, I, I don't mean it like that. I just don't want them to hurt when they get here. It's difficult to be able to, to, to walk that line. It's a very thin line uh, to walk as far as charity versus putting overextending yourself. And I think that's the that's the, the 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 biggest debate that we have right now. And and I'm glad you brought up the point that we have those homeless people because uh, we haven't solved that yet. So to be able to solve somebody else's problem when they come over here, it's like we well, gotta have your house in order first. Right. Do we have our house in order enough to to help these people for the help that they're looking for? It's different. If you come over and you say, you know what, I'm coming over here. I got this skill. I got this lined up. I can be able to do this. It's like we you might not have any skill. Or you might not have the right skills to be able to sustain yourself. You come over here, and then what happens to you? You fall through the cracks. And we see what happens to people when they fall through the cracks. Locked up. They break a crime. They break a law. Next thing you know, they're they involved in the legal system. And you're like, man, it's only because they didn't even give them a chance. Yeah. And they're trying to explain, again, as KG mentioned earlier, the breakdown with the, with the language factor. You know, and so here they are trying to then survive only in that little bit of community that is, you know, the same nationality that they are in that particular town. You see this all the time in every major city. It's not by accident that you see the number of Ethiopians that are closer to Ethiopians, the number of Koreans that are near Koreans, mm-hmm. the number of Chinese that are near other Chinese. I understand the sense of comfort and sense of home or sense of, uh, of tradition, sense of, of family, sense of self. But we talking about people crossing that border and they talk about how many people die trying to cross. They leave that out. They don't want to, you know, because mm-hmm. people don't want to, they don't want to do that because that. that's despair too. But yeah. If we can't feed you, you know, you gonna oh eat. Man, we we got commercials we running right now for Americans 
to help for people asking for money to help with after school programs and help with funding for food and in these churches who are saying this is how many people we feed a year we we need help again the only way we can keep our mission up so I'm just saying like I know how many people hurting is not publicized and how regular citizens are the ones feeding those people and now we got a new group that's you know, just don't 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 dangle opportunity as it's going to be so sweet that you don't realize you're going to kill them here. One of the biggest problems with what America is is that we subsidize our feelings. So America probably contributes more money and food than 20 times what goes on around the world. No doubt. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's efficient. It just means it's something that we do. And the same way that we will treat people who are um, getting across the border illegally, even with the best of intentions, we will not treat the black people who were snatched across the border in the same way. Mm. Now, that's not meant to bring anybody sadness that's not meant to say this is better or worse than the other that's just a simple fact about what america is america is the girl who would rather get her ass beat by her terrible boyfriend last night but put on makeup and be the prom queen the next night I don't know how we escape that little person issue. And when I say little person, I'm not talking about little people. I'm talking about that issue of you feeling like you're less than others because that's how we were made from the people who were off put into America and said, make something. And what they did was some of the worst transgressions that ever happened on the planet. But they did it. And now you can have the big flag and you can win the most gold medals and you can do all these things, but it's still tarnished because you're not really interested in being the best. You're interested in looking like the best around Mm. the world. And I don't know that that can ever be taken out of our DNA because that's what we actually are. Yeah, it's in the pamphlet. Mm-hmm. So, the pamphlet, yeah. I'm sorry, I just don't know how a better way to end that. It's just that that's no, kind of who we are. I get it. You and you and I was talking before about balance. Yeah, you have to balance looking a certain way versus being a certain way. Yeah, and it's like you you never really get to that moment. The rubber doesn't meet the road until you get a crisis like this. It's easy to be like, oh, you know, we're the land opportunity and, you know, this, that, and the third. But then when it comes to something like this, it's like, wait a minute, are we even equipped to do this? Like, are we the right country to be able to bring you in? Like, you, we have the, the sales pitch. Give me you're tired, you're poor, you're downtrodden. It's like, eh, really? And it works when they're the people who build the atomic bomb. It works when they're the people who teach us how to make more rice. It doesn't work when you've already got those things and it's like, why do I need? so what are they going to do? Right. Why do I need? I you? only need the exceptional of you. I don't need the rest of you. This is tough for me, bro. I, I can't lie, man. I, I, 
my my first uh, inclination is, what would it take for us <clears throat> to pack up all of our shit, whatever we could actually mm-hmm. carry and move and say, mm-hmm. I got to leave this country. I can't do it no more. I got to go. I, I don't have a chance Tough. to survive here. Mm-hmm. Just just, just to, trying to imagine that. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, I think it's even more unfortunate that the situation has been politicized because it takes away from the humanitarian, like mm-hmm. Jay, Jay was saying, take, takes away from the humanitarian part of the situation and it makes you draw sides, especially when you got a side basically demonizing uh, the majority of these, of these folks I, I don't believe are rapists and murderers or coming oh, no. yeah, no, 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 to, no, to hurt or do something that's going to mm-hmm. uh, basically get them sent back to where they came from on a faster route. I mean, right. I, I would think that um, if you're coming here, you're coming here with the idea that I, that I I don't have a chance where I'm at. I have at least a chance where, where I'm, I'm going. going. Right. Go. <laughs> so you're 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 coming on a hope and a prayer. Mm, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. But it speaks about it should say it should say something about our country that people would want to come here because we this country provides a hope or a prayer for those that are disenfranchised or don't have that or don't think they have that where they are. And the places that these people are coming from, our government has touched mm. Oh, on a yeah. on a on a oh, level yeah. that I, I mean it's, it's it's tough to to even go into detail to say that how how don't in a way we owe those people something. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I was gonna bring that up. Yeah, that's a, I was that's gonna a bring good that point. up, yep. Irv. That's a good point. There's so much that people don't know. Um, that's not gonna, that won't ever come to the forefront no. because it is. Uh, oh, they know and don't, don't don't talk about it. Yeah, can't, can't talk about it. Can't talk about it. It's a can't. G five G fifteen. People just don't want the. They don't want the trouble with the, the notion that are you trying to even suggest that America could have anyone that could do anything resulting in foul play, resulting in someone else getting hurt, so they could save face. And the truth is yes. So this is the collateral damage of of some things that we have. Well, when we know, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, right. Either we, you know, it's either you 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 suggested who you should do business with. Mm -hmm. You opened the door for someone to do business with. Mm -hmm. You connected someone to do business with. The same way they do it when it comes to anybody else getting in trouble. It's just again, it's just different when it comes to them because it's them. So, but since America doesn't know of it, it's that boring information, mm-hmm. and all you shoot, all they show you is these young boys shooting rifles in the in the woods in Africa, and you don't know why. But but if you were there and you understood at that time, oh, well, let me tell you, the American soldiers came over and said A, B, and C. Then we decided to talk to this country, and that's how we got all these guns. Halliburton speak to it yeah you know if we you know so you talking about the merchant of death they, they call him the merchant of death because he he was in charge of selling so, so many weapons mm-hmm. not because he killed people uh, people right. uh, you know people right, right, right. that. but the notion of you were asking how many merchants of death are there and that's what Irv is trying to say hey, is like, hey man we got mm-hmm. we got people who are knocking down our on our door because they're like you know you know my whole village got burned up because of the things y'all did mm-hmm. when y'all came through here and you know yeah. a b and c happened and I know America doesn't know because y'all don't put that on the news. Yeah, and we had this one government. Uh, we had this one government regime that was in here, and then they was doing this, and then all of a sudden they was gone. Because mm-hmm. of why were they gone? 
Yeah. Why did they leave? They was put. What happened? Stuff we can't really talk about. <laughs> Stuff we can't talk about. But you know, in knowing what took place, I mean, and to have an understanding, all the more reason again. It always seems like we're getting caught with our pants down. When to me, the solution should have been thought of should should have been in the process in the works years ago. That oh, absolutely. ultimately, absolutely. this would be this would be where we are now. And it shouldn't be as such a surprise. Now, what the answers are, I mean, I don't know. Um, a, a temporary staging to see, to test certain things, to figure out how we're going to do it. But it seems like this was could have been, you know, uh, twenty years in the making. It could have been, and we and we saw this coming. So now, why so surprised? And now, all of a sudden, we're, we're shuffling to, you know, to do things. You know what was crazy to me? <clears throat> um. You know, we have this uh, we have this faction of the country that says we need to make America great again. Right. That, that we're losing our country and our country's going down and we're going to hell in a handbasket. And, you know, we need to do something to make the country better. And look at these people who are coming from where they're coming from. Dying to get over here at the border, 20 degrees outside, trying to figure out where they're going to sleep. They're doing all this to get to this country with that. You say isn't all that great that's, that's going down. It can't be that. We but, can't be that bad. So, but I'm we can't be. again, they haven't found out completely how the game works. Now, what they're gonna, what they seem to find out is, if we stay together, if we live together, if we save money together individually, then we can live the American dream. If we, because that's the peddling they're doing. They're learning how to ride the bike. When they do that. When they decide they're going to spend the next five to ten to twenty years living in, in, in a room at a house with four or five other people, mm-hmm. only paying a couple hundred dollars versus thousands of dollars for mortgages or rents, like again, it's going to cost. They actually have a home, mm-hmm. you know, so or to rent a home, it's going to cost you that much. And for these some of these apartment complexes, but again, if you live a certain deep, if you live deep enough, and when you're coming from humble beginnings, you can do that, Go right? Yeah. But here's here's what here's what I thought though. The contrary. To it all is, I thought the Republicans never do anything good. I hate to say it, I hate to say it, but I'm a, I am generalizing when I say that because again, the 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 the, the, norm, the numbers say. So in the case of Title Forty Two, which is what this is all about, you know, it was nineteen Republicans that got this thing extended. Mm. The deadline was supposed to set, so there was no more coming across the border for a minute. We won't figure out everybody who's gotten here so far. We'll get this paperwork straight and let's get them going. And they said, no, no, no. We got 2,200 coming every day. So we can't. We got to extend it. But it's the Republicans doing it. And why would they do so? Other than the fact that if you saw, if, and, I, and I'm sure this is most of America, Florida, Texas, Peep Game, how many are now hiring signs are everywhere? In your name, mm-hmm. I don't know what Americans were doing if we decided we don't need to leave live as fly as we used to, or we already bought as much stuff as out. So we don't. Now you realize you kind of caught up. You know, you you catch up on Netflix. You don't need to watch. You, you let it go for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I think that the Republicans on Real Game, they found a new slave. Mm-hmm. You got some new people coming in who got nothing, mm-hmm. nowhere to go, and they need help. Mm-hmm. And you got tons of jobs. Because I went, again, as we talk about shopping today, and then getting something to eat. And again, me and wife, we said, it's am- it's amazing. These places used to be teenagers used to work up in these spots. Mm-hmm. And it's grown in a teenager in sight. And it's grown, but it's not just grown, but grown immigrants. Mm-hmm. 
we work really hard to promote America as a certain thing. Um, but what has happened is that we've figured out that America's just become a machine. Mm-hmm. It has a backstory to it, so you can always sell the. You can always sell another movie on how it's going to go, but those people who are rushing across the border, mm-hmm. yeah, you can say they're going off of the old the old movies that we that we sold, but they're also running away from all the death tolls that we have left on so many other countries. Mm-hmm. So, in the same way that we can talk about, yo, we had a black president, Barack Obama. And I love Barack Obama. I shook his hand in Atlanta. I was impressed by this black man who got to this spot. But the wheel keeps turning. The wheel didn't care that he meant something to black people. The wheel meant that Hey, man, some of these people got to go. And we got drones right now. And that means that this is the most cost-effective way for our democracy to keep moving. So did he kill the most people in the world by drones? At, At least at the time? Absolutely. Now, how do we feel about the first black president? Does that change anything for us? No, because we're black people and we're focused on the fact that he's the first black president. The rest of the world is looking at the fact that, damn, he killed so many people that were cost effective and around us that we feel bad about that. And they're mad at America in the same way they were mad at George Bush, same way they were mad at every president before him, but in a different way. I don't know how to reconcile that with our blackness in the same way that we want to feel about the way the rest of the world will always look at us and say, yeah, you feel like you've progressed. We look at you all as regressing and doing different things to harm us. And we're still living with those. We're still living with the things you've done. Yes. To us. Okay, the American way. I see what you're saying. Uh, I would have I still have a serious problem understanding or or feeling like there would even be an issue if Mexico was Germany and all of the Central American countries were like Hungary, Romania, if they look Poland, good. you know, if they, they if if good. they that's all if that was the oh, difference you're right. you're right and there were 22,000 people cuz you don't you don't hear nothing about Canada, right? But oh. Ca- Canada has the most Overstayed visas in the U.S. are Canadians, but nobody—I <laughs> mean, nobody—because so says nice. anything about Canadians because about, they don't know. I'm just kidding. See what I'm saying? Right. But that's our job. Is it a coincidence? That's our job, right there, bro. That that that's a a a, a gold mine moment to say when you hear nuggets of information that are facts, Google it yourself. Find out if you if you feel like these things you're hearing are the truth. But to know just that that moment for him to say it, because that's so secondary for Irv. Nizzle. So, again, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I, I'm just saying, you know, I think sometimes we, we, we don't want to always play smart. Like, you can learn something. 
And and it's nothing wrong with that. Please be okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's as he just said, I'm like, I've heard it, but I but I did I forgot it. Mm-hmm. So when he said it, it was true. Because I was like, that's right. That's that is right. But yeah. there's this thing like, well, Canadians are there's, there's never been any trouble. We don't have any we don't have any Unibombers from Canada. From Canada. You know what I'm saying? We love Drake. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, we love Good point. Good hey, point. hey, you know, at the end of everything, yeah. you know, but I'm with you. But unfortunately, um, we have a thing in America where if it's not on TV, t- I, I said someone the other day, if it ain't shown, it ain't known. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man. Like, it, there's you can all the shows you watch have nothing to do with you being exposed to information. That's what the difference. They got you. They got you accessible to every movie, sitcom, comedy special, adventure, documentary, all that stuff. But they, you know, what they did kill is all the documentaries that are actually about things that affect society, climate chain. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Wall Street, all that thing. All those things were out there that were that were actually things you could learn from. They killed all of that. For again, the emotional side of it, mm-hmm. so and, as a distraction, uh, the, the situation uh, at the border is is not getting better. Uh, no matter what regime it seems comes into play, whether it's Democrat, Republican, Democrat, well, it's, it, it doesn't seem to be getting any better. But it's like Jr. said, they keep not only do they keep punting it down the road, it it only seems to be one side that that keeps. Yeah. Putting up a plan. I'm, I'm offering you something that we can try to do, right? And the other side just says, no, no, we're not going to do that. No. no, no. So when the fuck are y'all going to offer something? When, when are you going to say, well, no, we're going to suggest this. It's like you're just sure. waiting for the other side to continuously throw out. I mean, we've been talking about dreamers since before Obama or around Obama, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying. No, we, we can't. Nobody's been thinking about it. Nobody has a plan or nothing. I mean, but nothing. It, that's it's very Republican of you tonight. <laughs> Anything to put forward. Yep. And if if uh, if that continues to be the Republican strategy, trust me, these midterms, uh, that's just a sneak peek because people need y'all really to do something. Um, all right. So uh, next topic, uh, next subject up, uh, Mark Curry. Uh, yeah, uh, was in Colorado, uh, and. Uh, had a run-in with some hotel employee. Well, actually, one in particular. I don't know if y'all saw. Y'all saw the video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, of him questioning why he was sitting in the lobby. Give us and short being black at the to same time. Who Mark Curry is for people who don't know. I oh. know most people should, especially in our group. But just give us. Yeah. A uh, Mark Curry, comedian, uh, hanging with Mr. Cooper. Uh, very actor. Well known. Yeah, actor in in the black community. Um, and and they had no idea who he was. And there are certain. Uh, black actors and entertainers and people who are stars who might not be as well-known mainstream. So he couldn't... This is one of those situations where you're famous, but you don't have enough fame to let it shield you from Continue the black fame. Yeah, you don't have... I don't want to say black famous, but you're famous he, in, a, in a... He was famous for his time. Click. Yeah, he was famous for his time. Yeah, for yeah. Time. But he didn't have mm-hmm. enough. Um, Hex, take us through your thoughts and feelings on the situation. Uh, oh, no, you gotta finish... You gotta say what happened. I mean, <clears> it was a... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah. He was in the lobby, and uh, the head of security. I no, guess. no, 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 no. Engineer. No. <laughs> he was engineer and and engineer. <laughs> and not engineer? not even two job. The essence of the story is once again, uh, your money doesn't matter. Your mm. uh, your used to be stardom is only as as good as yesterday with today's fast forward system. And here's a, a great guy 
comedian first who turned into an actor with a TV show, turned, you know, returned back to his comedy, director, doing stand-up city to city, surviving, doing his thing on the grind. And he found himself in a situation where he found that a security guard slash engineer for the show. Oh, so he was a security guard. Right. Okay. Slash. So, again, he's the, he's the two. It's a small venue wherever. Yeah. You know, the Laugh Factory or wherever. So I'm, I'm throwing the name out, so don't be mad at that. But some kind of comedian, a comedy spot in, in Colorado Springs, and he's there for that reason also. So that's the reason he's back there. You know what I'm saying? So someone might might have mentioned to him, you know, we have this uh, black guy coming to tell jokes tonight. And clearly this guy didn't know being security as well as the engineer. So he questioned why he was even back there multiple times to the point where Mark Curry had to say, hold on, I'm going to, let me, let me take this to the front. I got this guy who keeps following me, number one, asking me who I, who I am and why am mm-hmm. I even here. Why are you here, yep. And so the more he's feeling the frustration of even being questioned, you know, it was one of those, again, it's where your papers well, you pay, you know, and I and for all of those again in the music game, and you know, one of my best buddies does engineering for shows. So, with that being the case, I could get how you could get somebody trying to get close to a star or want to meet somebody and get behind, you know, be backstage. I get all that, but for you not to know who the star is, but this nigga was yeah. trying to protect himself from Mark Curry. That's the crazy part. Right. <laughs> like, you don't know who Mark Curry is, but you're trying to protect Mark Curry from Mark Curry. Right. He saw a big black dude and got scared. <laughs> so a big black dude was like, oh my God. Oh my Mr. Curry's going to be upset when he finds out what's going on. Right. Right. <laughs> it's just amazing. So let me tell Mr. Curry. It's crazy. It's just amazing that uh, you, to this day, to this minute, you still have people that say there's no such thing as systemic racism. You don't There's, there's no difference between for, for your color when you're in this country. I mean, this, how many stories, man? And there's, th- these stories never happen to anybody else, man. You never hear anybody. Oh, this Asian guy was sitting in the bar. And they was like, oh, this Indian guy was sitting in. And you you never hear that. It's always some black, black dude. dude. Whether, he's, a black person. whether he's a black American, whether he's a an, an, an African. It's always some issue with so, a person with a darker hue. You know, what's more insulting is when you hear the justifications of, you know, um, well, you know, I thought or I could have. And, you know, I no, he didn't show his ID. You know, I think it was maybe a year ago we had a podcast. And, you know, I got very emotional about it. And I said, get it right. Get it right. You know, get it right. I mean, you know, and I don't want to hear the excuses of what I thought. And then that that, that his companion that was there with him, the guy that the guy that was uh, the, the black guy that was that, that was standing, or I think he was biracial or, or something. He was mm-hmm. standing there and he was saying he's playing the race card to add on to add fuel to the fire. Right? Like how this is happening? It, it, how, how disgusting is that? And so. The, the random nature of this thing, too. I mean, it's who's doing it. I mean, what what were you doing? And and how boldly you stood there and how convicted you were in your foolishness. It, it, it makes me sick. It's the very essence of when we go into a store and, and we can get both things happen. One, we don't get any help at all. Like, they ain't buying shit. Mm-hmm. Right? You, that's how you're going to do it. And then, two, we get the, the damn near hello greeting slash security. You're only here to make sure I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not going. You know, stick up your sport coats, right? We like to be damned. You know, mm-hmm. Stick them up all to be you know, damned. Damn. You know. So 
The problem with America is we don't have anyone else fight for us. We we were just talking. Me and East were talking about breast cancer outside. We were talking about suicide situation outside, and and it was like these there are these causes and things that draw our attention. We were talking about cancer, and so we spoke on like these are obviously things we need to fight for, right? But the notion of like standing for we're not going America's ugly scar. They want to get rid of CRT. Mm-hmm. Treat us better. You you want to get rid of the Black Lives Matter? Make our lives matter. Sure. You know, it's like this ain't rocket science. But if you if you're so rooted in, I don't want to stir anything up in my church. I don't want to stir anything up in my community by letting me clear. I'm not like some of y'all. Because I understand some. There's, I'm sure there's some some very charismatic people in your communities who don't feel like you feel, who do rock with Trump and all that nonsense, but they're still kind of decent people, right? You just kind of separate the Trump part from everything else about them. And that's how they're able to get to everyone else who, again, like-minded, community-minded, community-alike, end up being silent. They just choose, like, this is what happens to black folks. It should be... Again, we had enough. We have enough of white America that a million solid white folks. Every time something happens to black folks, should be this like this group screams like this is the last time this is gonna happen before we we write an email. You know, don't let them write an email. Don't, <laughs> don't let them get the manager. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. but if but without that, it is that's why you get the guy. Hey, he's playing the race card. Mm-hmm. No, dude. What it is is like you don't know what it's like for somebody to ask you, "What are you doing back here?" What yeah. do you mean? You know how they just chumped off the lady in England who who went to the to the to the dinner, the, you know what I'm saying? The way they had all you know all the the uh, uh, British uh, elite were there, the royal family was there, and then the, the fan, one of the cousins or something who's the lady who asked the, the black lady who's uh, uh, who works there, um, "What are you doing here?" And she was like, "I'm supposed to be here." She's like, "But we, hold on, what do you, what do you mean? And where She's are like, you from? What part of mm-hmm. what part of England are you from?" And she was like, "She named wherever she was from, which is around, which is around the way. It was Birmingham, I believe." So right, so right. So with that being the case, it was like, "No, no, I'm from here." What are you talking about? But having to even answer that question, like we, and if we don't get outraged, the problem is it sounds like do we always bitching? Because you're never fixing. You're, you know that, the rest of that's society perfect. that's not suffering. You don't do it, yeah. y'all. You get. You, I get it. You Bill Cosby did what he did. We gonna fuck. We gonna we gonna go get him. Okay. Our Kelly did what he did. We gonna go get him. Right. We get these things. We get these groups. But it seems like minded. We. You know. Where are the rest of the the boogeymen? And one of the boogeymen in society is we can't allow Black America to continue to have to suffer through, deal with. Pay more in this, higher interest rates, this and that. Can't get selling your home for less unless you put your white photos up in the, in the you know. How are we let that information seek out into society? And we're like, that's just the way it is. You mean if I really change the pictures in my living room when I sell my home, I can get an extra hundred thousand? Sure can. Yeah. It's just amazing to me that it doesn't matter uh, your level of status, it doesn't matter. What reason you're there? It seems like we're always having to fight for our place here. Yeah. To a certain always. segment, to, to a certain segment in this country, you always gonna be an N word, subhuman. Mm-hmm. And, and not only that, you are. You're always gonna be N word. You're always gonna be subhuman. But you're always going to be a 
I don't want to say guest. Second class. Because guest, yes. So you're always going to be second class. I want to say guest, but when you have guests come over, you treat them a little bit better than, 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 than the way we get treated sometimes. And let me tell you, for, for those haters out there, white America that does pre- present that hate to the table, let me tell you what you do. You do two things. One, you get to kind of get some get some new recruits for your for your for your dumb cause, right? We saw that with the MAGA hats. Mm-hmm. Make it make it great again. What? Refer to the time when it was great, and then tell me how it was great for everyone, and then be articulate when you do that. Sure. But two, what you also do is you lay this terrible impression amongst all those new immigrants mm-hmm. when they show up. You know what? For whatever reason. I don't hear a lot of uh, Spanish negativity other than coming trying to get here to live a better life. I don't hear a lot of Asian comments other than I can't believe they're getting they're hurting Asians in this in their, for the, for no reason. You know, and I get that there's a reason for that. But that's but other than that, you don't they don't they don't even get they don't get a platform. So that, therefore, they are always hearing the negativity we face as brand new people. Yeah. Uh, still got a long way to go. Shout out to Mark Curry, by the way. Um, even though you know the, the situation went the way that it went, it could have went a lot worse. And that's that's the 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 perils and the uh, that's the chance that we take every time we step outside the house. When we go wherever we go, it, it can always go left. Um, can I wonderful? Tell, can I tell? Wonderful, sure, wonderful sure. show. Um, wonderful show. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be with y'all and talk about these topics. Please continue this conversation with your friends, with your circle. Um, please go to UDK Podcast. Yes, UDKPodcast.com. Hit us up. Hit Info us up. at UDKPodcast.com. Communicate, reach out so we can continue this conversation. Hex, shout outs. Man, ah, uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> shout out to Santa. Merry Christmas. <laughs> shout out to Santa. You know, we. we it's the holiday season. I I I, I love the holidays. Um, it's family time. The remembrance of good times. Um, it seems like people are better for a little bit for the holidays because it, it, I think there's a nostalgia to it. There's a child thing that hits you, you you know, and um, and so to be able to you know to, to be in a position to to play Santa. I love that, um, and uh, but I definitely want to shout out to everybody who is um, missing a loved one this this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know what that feels like. We got you. We got you, bro. Yes. But I got some family and some friends and some friends. Yeah. Experiencing that for the first time this mm. year. Yeah. Y'all stay strong. Yeah. Irv, shout outs. Uh, shout out to DJ Thunder, Thunder. Powerhouse Radio. Uh, Want to shout out to Irvinators, man. You know, I got to give love to the fam, bro. I'm, uh, man, I'm, I'm glad I made it here today. Bro. Yeah. Actually yeah. took me back a little bit, so I'm trying to keep it together, man. Uh, Let's go. I got I got to shout out my dirt bags, man. Um, I love y'all dudes, man. I hope everybody's safe, Sam, uh, getting their business in. Uh, right. Want to shout out to all the Santa Clauses, man, all of yeah. them, man. Merry Christmas to everybody, bro. I hope everybody is spreading joy, happiness, and love. Uh, and that everybody has a blessed, safe, and happy holiday season. Yes, sir. KG, shout out. Yo, so everybody who understands what it's like to 
have your pain and not know how to express it. Everybody who's pretending during this season so that they can uh, make other people feel good, understand that you ain't always got to pretend. There are Mm -hmm. people around you who want to support you. There are people around you who really have love for you. There's energy around you. And understand that um, there's something out there for you. Buoy yourself to the next year and start it off the right way. Don't just be stuck in where you are. Understand that there's something there for you. Mm. JR, shout out. Hey, I just want to say a special shout out um, to uh, Franco Harris, um, NFL no. NFL star who we no lost doubt. this week. Um, you know, um, loved him. When when and, and you know everything that you see about him is 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 is, is justified. It's 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 clarified by other people. People have stepped up and said, you know, has spoken volumes about this man's life and how he impacted others and how he was truly genuine. Sometimes you see one of your heroes and you come to find out later that they were less than uh, credible. But in this this particular thing, there's, there's, this man absolutely was the guy that he that he showed to be. Yeah. Um, shout out to all the Steelers Nation and everybody. Uh, big loss, big sudden loss for us. Um, you know, Merry Christmas to everybody. And um, I want to say a special shout out, man. You know, I went out to the Commonwealth doing some last minute shopping, man. Turn and, up. Um, and uh, and I and I and I and, and I had a, a I had a sales I had a sales rep and she knows I mean I'm sorry not a sales rep I'm sorry a salesperson who um and she was super um uh, three times cancer survivor she knows who she is um and she was very very helpful with me and um some, sometimes you 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 know how we hate this time of year sometimes going into what we got to go into and do the things we do but she made it very. Very pleasurable, and you know that's how life is, man. You you run into people every now and then that that you know that impact you in ways that you never thought that they would, and you know I guess that's what the Christmas spirit is all about. That's you know, dope. going into it and and, and and being strong. But um, you know, just shout out to this podcast, man, and and its continued growth as we come to the close of this year, and um, you know, just being with my brothers every week, man. I love y'all, man, and you Thank know you, that's, that's where I'm at, Jay. Yeah. Let's go. Um, shout out to everybody who uh, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. I do have uh, specific <laughs> shout, out. Uh, shout out to everybody who is going through it this year as far as um, budgeting and trying mm-hmm. to make ends meet and still get these gifts together. Um, do what you can. Uh, don't. I'm not going to tell you what to do with your money. But my advice, my hope is that you don't overextend. Understand that the the reason for the season is first of all Christ. I'm going to just put that out there. Put that out there. Uh, but family, creating memories, uh, love, joy. That's what the the meaning of this is about. I understand the gifts are great, and you get to see your kids. And oh my goodness, I got this. You got your spouse, this, or your significant other. I get all that. But at the end of the day, remember what this is really about, and it's about family, creating memories, and spreading joy. So keep that in mind. When you're looking at that two, three hundred dollar item and you're like, well, uh, I mean, I, I don't really have to eat every day. Like, don't do that. <laughs> right. Don't don't do that. I just I hope and pray that you don't do that. Uh, shout out to anybody who has ever listened to this podcast. Shout out to anybody listening to this podcast. Shout out to anybody who will listen to this podcast. Bookmark it. Save for later. Like, oh, shit, this shit is dope. 
They send us by list to it. Oh shit, this shit is dope. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. And we're gonna do this again next week for the last time this year. Because y'all can't get rid of us. Hex, give me one. Merry Christmas. U D K. Just touch down on piece, nigga, I'm home Been so long, I thought that you should know yeah. I would that you were yeah, girl, I mean, left at the bottom Fitting on us, but you got me at a, uh Wait, uh, this is enough For all I done just never wait around for me You never wait around for me Oh, you sold it down for me Need you to spin a block on me Once I get home Oh, treat me like there's no Oh, baby, don't leave this on Pictures make your life look way too perfect.